Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. If he's faithful to me, he's faithful to you. Uh, that that first two verses of Psalms uh, 92 still sticking with me, but um, it said that it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto him. But then in the second verse, it said to show forth his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness in the evening. Uh, God is faithful. That is an attribute of God. Uh, Truly an attribute that only God can claim. Uh, For we're not that way. Uh, We're we're often fickle in our will and what we do and how we live or how we love. But God is not. He is faithful in all of that. Turn with us this morning to Nehemiah's gospel. Nehemiah's account of all that was given him to do and We've a, a thought this morning. I'm grateful to have come to this moment. I believe it's needful. And I pray that each one of us would receive this in the spirit. I think it's being sent. Um, as we prepare our hearts for things to come, should God tarry his coming, we've, uh, we're, we're being acclimated as we see the persecution uh, increase around us throughout the world. And uh, we see that there is a growing hatred toward those things that are of God, uh, specifically of Jesus Christ, right? Everyone wants to claim a God, Allah, whoever you want to call it. But, But we serve the Son of the living God, Yahweh, Christ is our Savior today. And, and to the rest of the world today, this is a rejected truth. Something that uh, we certainly may find ourselves in a place we have to stand for while others stand against. Yep. Um, I had a task, and I want to read just a verse or two this morning to help us with this. Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter number 2. Nehemiah chapter number 2, verse number 18. Verse number 17, Nehemiah 2, verse number 17, Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Lord, we pray as you challenge us today that our hearts would receive it, that we would recognize, God, that there's There's not a place for us to find self in this mix except to be surrendered. As the songs have already been sung that spoke of our dying to you, 
are allowing ourselves to be crucified for you, we pray that spiritually, God, we receive this truth and that it would strengthen us. Thank you for what you're trying to do. And I thank you, God, for your word, which is power in itself. Send it. Speak it as we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I was reminded again this week as I was uh, in study uh, for this particular message and of all the people that have gone before me that were just tough. They were people of of strength and character. And I'm not talking specifically about men. I'm talking about men and women both. Uh, so many at my age now that I can remember, uh, Brother Chris, that they've done gone. They've outstripped me. They've They've done left for glory. And uh, Alfred, they were tough. Partly because some of them grew up in times that were tough. Um, They didn't have the luxuries that we have. Uh, They didn't have the support that uh, some have grown entitled to in this country. They didn't have that. Uh, They made it because they stuck with it. And they were tough. They persevered. They did not give up. When things were hard, they kept going, right? And they kept doing and they kept trying. And every time that something would happen that would uh, seemingly knock them down, they got back up and they went back at it. Um, You know, I'm I'm afraid to say that it's probably true, but if the if the air conditioning went out at New Providence Church on a hot summer Sunday, you'd probably want to cancel church. And yet, barely 50, 70 years ago, they didn't ha- they didn't know what air conditioning was. We ain't tough. No. No. But I remember some tough people. And uh, the Bible's full of them, certainly. But I remember so many in my life, and I can't start to go through them. The, the, the images are flooding my mind already. But people that regardless of the affliction they had, a lot of times you'd see them in church. When... when by all rights, and, and if compare, if any of us were in the same shape or felt like they felt, we wouldn't be here. But they were here. They didn't make excuses about why they couldn't come. They figured out how they could. Right? They, they figured out ways that they could make it. Um, there was a, a lady named Dolly Mae McLemore who I, I had the privilege to pastor, and she was in her late 80s when I was the pastor there, and she went on, I mean, after I had left Edgewood Church, she was still faithful. Uh, But I remember her saying many times when she would ask prayer requests, she said, I felt so bad before church that I just didn't know if I could come. But then I thought to myself, well, I'd feel bad if I was here. Why not feel bad there? It was tough. It's tough. I think we need this message today. And I, I, I'm with all my heart, I, I'm going to do my best to share what God's given me. 
And uh, I thank him for that. And I have been trying over the last couple of weeks, as uh, two or three weeks, to really, to really take this to heart and to get at what it was that, that Nehemiah saw when he came into Jerusalem that day with a task that was above and beyond really what they could do. Uh, they could have made excuses and they could have said, uh, you know, bunches of reasons why, you know, it's impossible to do what you're asking, Nehemiah, but, but they didn't. No, they stepped up to the task and they did it. So uh, I want to share this as we start. We need revival. And uh, at the heart of this message is, is a toughness for revival. We need to be revival tough. We need to be ready for what revival means. Some of us think it, it's, it's just a series of meetings where we come in and park it and somebody else feeds a bunch of good groceries from God and then we just get up and go back to the house. And I'm, I'm talking about a different level of participation here. I'm talking about being a part of the revival, being tough, spiritually revival tough. So uh, you pray for the word this morning. I believe there are three components to being tough, and there's three components of you. Uh, there's a spirit man, there's a flesh man, and then there's, there's a part that's, that's simply our mind. It's our soul. Those are the things that make up a man. God's a triune body, and so are we. Uh, there, there are things that make us who we are. And uh, certainly we have seen times in our own country when our nation rose up in a, in a spiritual toughness and they stepped out and stepped up and they did what they had to do. It wasn't easy. It took great courage to do it and they did it. And we have that in our history. We have that as, as things that we can look to and that are inspiring for us. But I want us to look at what Nehemiah experienced as he came into that town. He had prayed about this uh, fervently and had sought God and God had laid this burden, this vision upon his heart. And he had received by the king through God's providence a blank check to go in and to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, to restore the gates, to basically to restore a government there. And Nehemiah took upon himself as the governor of that, he took upon himself to go and to do that. But what he recognized is that he was facing an obstacle that he himself couldn't change. He had to have the help of the people. Nehemiah could not go into Jerusalem and build these walls by himself. Uh, Let's be clear today, the pastor can't do it. Uh, It is not within my abilities or powers to do all that needs to be done. That's not the way it's meant to be. This is a body, and we are meant to be united in this body of one mind and one accord with a heart and a desire to do the things of God, even when it's hard, even when it's not the easiest thing to do, even when there is opposition. We are going to make our minds up. We're going to set our heart to these things, and we're going to see God do what nobody else can do. And I believe God helped them. I do believe that. I believe that there was an unction of God that that fell upon the hearts of these people. I believe there was a movement of God's Spirit and in the encouragement of Nehemiah's words that these people grabbed hold of the vision and they began to see what Nehemiah 
was seeing. But we, uh, friend, as we began to build this revival, we began to build this wall of revival, when we uh, began to do the things that God wants to do in order to make his son glorified and exalted among us, friend, we're going to have to kind of get tough for this work. We're going to have to recognize that, no, it ain't easy, but has there ever been anything easy in your life that was uh, something worthwhile? It seems that every good thing is something you have to work for. It's something you have to strive for. You have to sweat for. You have to give for in order to see the great things of life. Listen, if we're going to see the glory of God revealed, there is a responsibility in the people of God to toughen up and stay the course for His glory. And I believe Nehemiah went into it expecting God to help, and I believe God helped him. What we find first was that they had to get physically tough. They had to get physically tough. I read in your hearing, verse number 18 said, And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Uh, When it comes to being physically tough, uh, so many of us today uh, are, are in a position where we're not as tough as we used to be maybe. Maybe there are things that set us back that didn't used to set us back. And there may be reasons for that. And listen, I'll be the first one to say today that if you've got some kind of sickness or illness and you're doing all you can do, then just keep on doing all you can do. But it's time in the Christian church today that we quit making excuses of why we can't do the work of God. And we need to quit making them excuses based upon infirmities of our flesh and those things that hinder us. Listen, there won't hardly be a day in your life, especially as you get older, that there ain't some kind of ailment, some kind of illness, some kind of thing that will hinder you. If you'll let it, the devil will provide every kind of hindrance that there is. But I believe that these people that day recognized that God was trying to do a work among them and they said, let us rise up and engage in this good work and so they strengthened their hands for the work listen if you're going to do real work if you're going to do work friend that is physically demanded you've got to get ready for it you've got to strengthen your body for it you've got to make up your mind that you're going to engage to do those things that God has called us to do you say what in the world does being physically tough have to do with being revival tough let me tell you something If you're not careful, every little heartbeat, every little headache, every little thing that goes wrong with you will be the thing the devil uses in your life to keep you out of the house of God, to keep you away from the people of God, to keep you unaffected by the revival of God. He needs us, friend, to strengthen our hands for the work that's ahead of us. We're going to have to be physically tough. There'll be times when you don't feel like it, but you need to go on. There'll be times when your body says, lay up, when your heart's going to say, you need to move forward. You need to give yourself a reason. 
amen, that is greater than that of your own flesh. Listen, the Bible shows us, you find in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said, this is Paul saying to Timothy, he said, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Brother Chris, what touches me there is what Paul said to Timothy about enduring afflictions. You know what he meant, Larry? He said, there's going to be times that you get knocked down. There's going to be times when your body says, I can't go no further. There's going to be times when you think to yourself, I have suffered. I cannot go for God. And what Paul said was, is yes, you can. Uh, you've got to make up your mind to be uh, physically tough. You say, what's that mean? You don't think for a minute that there was a time of all the things the apostle Paul went through. How friend, that he experienced the pain and the torture and the agony of those things that he endured for Christ. But he kept on going for God. He didn't give up. Was he tough? Yeah. No question about it. I'm not in the same ballpark as the Apostle Paul. No, I can't say that I've been beaten all of those times. I've been shipwrecked. I've been hungry. I've been cold. Been homeless. Been robbed. All of these things the Apostle Paul declared unto them that he had suffered for the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, and yet we don't find him making excuses, brother. We find a man that having been stoned and left for dead when he come to himself I believe he was unconscious for a while all them rocks that had pummeled his head I believe he come conscious and recognized oh there's another city that needs preaching to amen bruises all over us but you get what I'm trying to say here some of us have got to where every little whim is enough to keep us out of the house of God what we ought to do is find out what some of these old people that have done gone to glory knew that brother if you'll just press in it for God. He'll help you with your needs. Well, there's been many a times I went to the house of God not feeling like it, didn't feel like it. There was something in, that infirmed me. And you know what happened most of the time? God fixed whatever it was. The Holy Ghost, when it comes on the scene, can do stuff you can't do. You're liable to feel better if you'll come on to God's house. A little toughness. Preacher, you're being insensitive. Get real, people. You need to take your insensitive feelings and you need to stuff them somewhere because there's hard times coming. You better recognize that we're going to have to toughen up for God and that means every one of us. Men, women, children too. I, I, I was laughing at a story mom was telling the other day about when they had to go gather water. You say, what? Yeah, they had to go get water. They had to go get water. They didn't, they didn't have no spigot. They turned on in the house. They had to wait. And she said, Dad would make us all carry a bucket. And, 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 I, and she said, even the little one. She was talking about Valerie's mother. Kathy, she was just a little. I think Mom said she was five. She said Roger would have two buckets and Darlene would have a bucket and I had a bucket. And then it went on down the line to all them children. They walked across the hill down into the holler to the spring and they all got it. And she said, poor old Kathy cried the whole way. And she said, but Dad never let her set her jar down. All she had was a quart. And she said, but Dad never let her sit down. She cried going. She cried coming back. But he never said, nope, you can sit down. Nope, you can lay that down. Nope, she had to carry it. You know what I thought? 
Thank God for somebody that recognized. Thank God. He's carrying his too, by the way. Hey, amen. I, I, I ain't asking you to do something I ain't willing to do. What I'm saying is, friend, we've all got a part in this, and there may be days that you hang your head and say, Preacher, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah, you can make it. I know you can make it. Yes, friend, but we're going to have to get it in our heart, friend, that there's some things that are going to bother us. There's some enemies that are going to trouble us. There is a physical toughness that needs to set up in our bodies that we recognize that our hands are meant for working for God. He said, Timothy, endure afflictions. What he did not say was, Timothy, I'm so sorry. I feel sorry for you, son. How about staying out for a few weeks and see if that toe won't get better? How about just laying? No, he said, endure afflictions. He said, make full proof of your ministry. You know what I find? I find he's pretty tough on them. He he wasn't trying to coddle them. He he wasn't trying to encourage them, amen, to trust their inner self. No, he was saying, man up, boy. He said, it's hard every day. There are things that you're going to go through. I understand. Do you have problems? Yes. Do you have have afflictions? Yes. Is there pain? Yes. But you know what? I know a God, and he's able to help us. You know, there are things in my life that God ain't taken away. There's things in your life that you're still going through that God ain't taken away yet can he yes but he may not choose to Uh, there was an affliction the apostle Paul prayed for three times that God would remove it but God never did he said Paul man up and carry that burden I've given you it's good for you it's what you need it's my will for you and brother the Bible said he said to Paul my grace is sufficient for you get tough in the things we need to be tough in physical toughness you say why in the world does this have anything to do with revival because if your body has anything to do with it it'll, it'll make you disqualified before we start that's the first thing that a man will make an excuse about is his afflictions. If you're not careful, it'll be the first thing the devil does is to address the afflictions of your flesh. He'll address those things that you just can't do that. You know why you don't hardly see any revivals over three days anymore? Because ain't nobody tough enough to handle four. Five, heaven help us, 14. They didn't used to even have revivals unless they went 14, 20, 28 days. Some of you thinking to yourself, Lord Jesus, I couldn't go that far. No said. No said. You ain't even, you ain't even thinking about the emotional or the spiritual. You just, you're just saying that in the flesh. You done checked that. I can't do that. I barely get enough sleep the way it is. You hear me? We're going to have to wake up. And this toughness has got to be something that we own. We've got to recognize that there are things that are going to trouble our hearts. 
It's going to trouble our flesh. And there are things that's going to cost you. It will cost you to serve God. You might as well own that one and get used to it. It will cost you to serve God. It will cost you to go for God. There'll be times when you don't feel like it. But thanks be unto God, He went to the cross even when He didn't feel like it. That was a man. That was a man. Second Corinthians chapter number 4. Apostle Paul said, for which cause we faint not. Now, he had already went through all this list of things he had endured. And Paul said, for which cause we faint not, for though our outward man perish. What he was saying was, I'm getting killed every day. Physically. He said, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. He would go on in Romans chapter 8 to say, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. You say, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about somebody that has strengthened their hands Sunday morning and they come back Sunday night and they get a little stronger and they come back on Wednesday night even though it cost them something to be here and they get a little stronger and they keep it up and brother after a month they're feeling a little power they didn't have before you say can it really be God will help you friend if you'll make a commitment how to sacrifice yourself the Bible said uh, that we're to present what our bodies unto God a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is our reason service. He's looking for a people that'll step up and step in to the work at hand. Revival tough. Christian tough. Paul said, all this stuff I've had to go through ain't nothing to that. He said, I reckon all them things I've had to endure, he said, "That that ain't even worthy to be compared to the glory that's coming to me. No, no, he was physically tough. I remember a bunch of them people. Let me move on, but I want to make sure you get this because this is, this is the first thing that will sidetrack you of being part of what God is trying to do, which I believe is a revival that will awaken the hearts, the cold and indifferent hearts of the believers And it'll also bring and transform the unbeliever. I believe God wants revival among us. But it's going to cost. And we're going to have to be tough. Number one, we're going to have to be physically tough. Amen. Number two, we're going to have to be emotionally tough. Uh, it's, It's every day that seemingly you hear it. It goes on all the time. There is there is always somebody, some some kind of some kind of excuse or reason that we give. But what we find in the Word of God was that on Nehemiah, when it come right down to it, the Bible said in chapter 4, verse number 6, it said, So built we the wall, and all the, the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. So number one, they strengthened their hands for the work. They toughened up their hands. 
They toughened up their arms. They toughened up their legs. And they got engaged. And every day they got a little stronger. Every day they got a little more effective in building this wall. But the Bible said in chapter 4 verse number 6 that there was some other part of them that had to get with the, with the program. It was their mind. Did you know today that the battlefield is often in your mind? That's where the war is won or lost is in your mind. There are so many receptors in your head, so many holes to which the enemy as well as God can bring things in. But may I say to you today that if we'll recognize how frail and fragile our mind is, that God is able to toughen us up mentally. He's able to toughen us up. Listen, if we're going to engage and be a part of and stand for Christ in this this war-torn world and persecute a world that we live in you're going to have to get your mind in order because only the emotionally only the mentally tough are going to make it that's the ones who will be able to succeed and be lights in a dark world are those who mentally have stood the test those who mentally have given themselves to reinforcing the mind (laughs) Here's the, here's the fear that I have. So many people are depending on the preacher for the word of God. They have no daily exercise in the very thing that, that protects and preserves one's own mind. You want to know what renews Paul by, day by day? It was the word of a holy God that was able to come into him. And that word was a renewing spirit. It was a regeneration that brought him up each and every day. It was the very thing that created a friend the fire in him it was the very toughness friend that you and I need today a middle toughness that pushes us in toward the battle and not away from it physically tough but we got to be mentally tough the Bible said in Romans 7 the apostle Paul said but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And then he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Did you know today that your mind has as much to do with your spiritual toughness, your physical toughness, your toughness in general, your mind better be tough or you're not going to be tough at all. Amen. I don't care how how much you've toughened up this flesh. I don't care how much you've, you, you've overcome it. Listen, your mind can take you down just like that. Your mind can spin yarns of, of lies and in truth. Your, your mind can take you to places that are dark. Amen. That people of God ain't meant to go to. Your mind can do things, a friend, that'll cause you, a friend, to do things that you never thought you could do. I'm telling you right now, we need a mental toughness in the day that we live in. We need a mental toughness, amen, that can turn on Fox News and say to God be the glory and God is in control and I believe God, not the news 
stations. I'm trusting in somebody for him uh, that ate this world. I'm trusting in somebody that actually knows what they're doing. You say, where's the mental toughness come from? It'll come from the word of God today. For it is the power of God unto salvation unto everyone that believeth. It's the word of God that'll rescue you and lift you up and fortify you and fight all your enemies. Who do you think and what do you think Jesus used when the devil was trying to tempt him? The Bible said that Jesus all three times that he was being tempted of the enemy gave him the word. Gave him the word. He knew the word. You and I should know the word. You say, preacher, is it really that important that my mind be tough? Paul would write to the Philippian church knowing how important that this mental toughness was. Paul in chapter 2, I believe it is, wrote to the Philippian church and he said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was. He said, but he humbled himself And he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And Paul started that, Brother Crick. He said, let your mind, let this mind be in you. Let me tell you something. If your mind ain't toughened up for the battles at hand, you're going down. You will not be able to stand when the trouble comes. If you're not physically tough and mentally tough, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Being, but he made himself of no reputation, took upon the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even death of the cross, First Peter chapter 1. Wherefore, gird, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ the apostle Peter in both epistles that he wrote or in the first two epistles he made it clear to them that hard things are coming there are perilous times at hand there are struggles and strife and afflictions upon us he said but gird up the loins of your mind you better get ready in your mind The devil wants to start. He'll start with your flesh. And if he can't get the flesh, he'll go to your mind. And he'll do everything he can to destroy your position. I'm glad he can't unsave me. But he can make me ineffective. He can knock me out of the race. You know... By just refusing to be physically tough. Amen. That just means when, it's, when it gets tough, you get going, right? That's what the old saying says. When, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Well, what happened to those days? Now, now when the going gets tough, apparently we all lay down. Listen, you, if, if you just need an excuse... Of why not to serve God, you won't have to look long. 
Either your flesh will give one or your mind will. Just like that. And guess what? You won't be back Sunday night. I know it's kind of in your face, but you need it. Because there are things coming upon us. There are things that we as a body of Christ need to be, we need to be made aware of. We're going to have to toughen up if we are to survive the persecution that is at hand. You say, preacher, I don't know that we was meant for this. Fooey, fooey, but you ain't read your Bible. (laughs) Read the book of Acts and you'll come back whistling a different tune. There wasn't one person that stood for God hardly in the book of Acts that wasn't persecuted near to death for it. What makes you any different than them? No, we just ain't tough. We've just acquiesced to how everybody else does. If we'll get tough mentally too, and we'll gird up the loins of our mind, let God help you through His Word to build for your mind these guardrails that are impenetrable. They, these, these, this area of safety, but courage that the Word of God is able to produce in your mind. We're going to have to start believing God. We're going to start believing what He said and start doing it. Physically tough, mentally tough. Surely you know what the next one is. There will be a need in us as the people of God to be spiritually tough. Spiritually tough. I'm talking about a people that don't give up. A people that ultimately persevere in grace because they're not fueled by the hopes of this world but fueled by a divine spirit that abides within us. A spirit fire that lives within the people of God. A spiritual toughness that says, I believe God regardless of what the world says. I believe God regardless of what my mother says or my friends say. I believe God in spite of the circumstances that I see with my eyes or hear with my ears. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. And it'll produce in us a spiritual toughness that when the enemy comes your way and he tries to tear your house down, you'll be able to say, I believe God. Not you. I believe the word of God. I believe the power of God. Here's what he said in Nehemiah chapter 4. Same chapter, verse number 14. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters and your wives and your houses. Listen, when it comes right down to it, we're going to have to just remember God. We're going to have to believe God. We're going to have to allow the spiritual toughness that God wants to give you and to give me, friend. We're going to have to allow Him to do those things that He wants to do in us. God is no respecter of persons. What He does for me, He'll do for you today. What He told them in verse number 6. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half, for they had a mind to work. They had a mind to work. 
Listen, you and I today have an opportunity, amen, to hear God and know that what God says is true. We can be spiritually tough, mentally tough, physically tough, but we're going to have to start putting our hands to the work. We're going to start in, have to start engaging our minds and making right decisions for God and doing those things instead of making excuses. Amen. Instead of saying, well, I got this to do or I got that to do. Let me tell you something. There ain't anything more important than God today. Amen. Nothing. Say, preacher, my old body can't take it no more. Fooey, you lie to yourself because the enemy's lied to you. And because your mind hadn't been toughened to the truth, brother, you, according to the apostle Paul, I can do what? So quit lying to me and to yourself. It ain't nothing but the enemy trying to tear you down and to keep you out and to keep you soft and to keep you the wimp and the sissy in this world. What we need is to grow up in Christ and be men and women of faith and stand and declare the truth of God with courage and boldness. This world needs it today. Tough, tough. You gauge Are we? Are you? That's the only one you can control. Come get a song. Physically tough requires repetition. I don't care which muscle it is, you're going to have to work it. That's just the way it is. If you sit down and don't move for a month, you're going to have a problem when you try to stand up. How come? Because I ain't been doing nothing. Same thing happens to every muscle you've got. It'll atrophy on you. The problem with the church of Jesus Christ today is physically, so many of us have atrophied. Our muscles that ain't been used for God, they continue to go unused. Preacher, I don't know that I can do it all at once. Nobody can. But the Bible said, what Nehemiah and the people of that day did was they strengthened their hands every day. You know how they did that? They'd pick up a block, pick up a stone, pick up some trash, carry it out, and they just stayed at it. Next day, they might have been sore, but they a little stronger. Next day, they a little bit stronger. You realize that they built the walls around Jerusalem and hung the gates back with the locks on the door in 52 days. That's a big wall, by the way. Some of you are thinking a little wall. No, this is a big wall. 52 days. And they wasn't ready when they started. But I got a feeling by the time they was ending, they had accustomed their body to the work. I'm afraid that some in the, in the church of Jesus Christ today ain't accustomed to having to work a full shift for the Lord. Mind to work. And I believe God helped him with all these things. And I believe he'll help you and me. God will help us have a mind that is tough or will get tough day after day after day that we continue to exercise our mind in this book and we continue to exercise our mind in, in what God has said. We continue to take what God has said and compare it to what the world is saying and discern righteousness and truth. What you'll find is that before long, 
you mentally get tougher for God. And ultimately, spirit. Well, that's the heart. That's the heart. I love the passage that says, as a man thinketh. So is he. What a man thinks, that's what he's going to do. But you know, ultimately, what's in my heart can direct both my flesh and my mind. Jeremiah, in the flesh, and in his mind, said, I ain't going to preach no more. I ain't going to preach no more. I'm tired of them throwing stuff at me and cussing me. Throwing me in prison. I ain't going to preach no more. But there was something in his heart that said, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you're going to preach. Jeremiah said that there was a fire shut up in my bones that I found out I couldn't contain. And suddenly it rose up in me took my flesh and took my mind. And when I came out of there, I was preaching again because my heart decided. The issues, Proverbs said, that the issues of man come from his heart. And today, if we'll start with our heart, I know I started with the flesh, but I'm going to tell you how we get all of those things lined up. We start with the heart. And when our heart gets right with God, then our mind will get right. And when our mind gets right, our flesh will follow. And we will suddenly be in line to start getting tough for God. Listen. We're all in this together. We are family. And I don't want to see anybody go down. But all I can do is to tell you that we need a new mindset. We need some new practices. We need to get our heart on fire for God, and we need to let Him dictate and rule the mind and the flesh and to bring us into a place that we can start building this wall. We can do it. I believe the power of God has already encouraged us to do so, but we're going to have to start it, and it starts with our heart. If you've got a need today, if you want to join us in an altar to pray, I'm going to pray. But if you want to join us to pray today, I'll invite you to join. But be serious about your heart. Amen. I covet every prayer you pray for mine. I really do. But let's start with yours. You get your heart right. And then let God make up your mind. And then start strengthening your hands. And seeing if what we see at New Providence Church don't blow your mind. As we get tough for God. Go ahead and sing. If you're here today and you need to pray, would you come?